Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of Infinity Pods. I know it's been a few months, um, not that not that I have a track record with these things, but a lot's happened in three months. Obviously, like I said, it's just it, life just gets in the way, doesn't it, sometimes? Um, I've had a lot going on um, with personal life, a lot going on with work. But I just wanted to... Um, I haven't really had any ideas for... Um, for any podcasts really podcast episodes I've, I've kind of i kind of dipped off and um, kind of a writer's block as you will um for these things and um, i think just because my mind has been so full of different things over the last few months and um, especially with what's happened um but today i've um this has actually come a, come along i had actually had a an idea pinged for me we've um me and my fiance we've li been you know dabbling into the disney plus documentaries um, there's some really good ones on there. There's the Imagineering story, and there's the Pixar story. Um, any of those, I mean, please give them a watch. They're fantastic. But we came across one called the first one we came across was called the Two Thousands Decade, or the Two Thousands Greatest, I think it's called. And it's it's multiple episodes of you know going through the decade of the noise. And um, so we watched that. Really enjoyed it. Uh, really informative. There were certain things on there that we, I mean, we lived through the decade. And there were some bits that I either forgot about or didn't know that happened. So it was very informative. Um, but then they also did a nineties one, and, and this is where the idea of um, and of this episode really came about. Uh, now, in the nineties, obviously that's my generation, and that's my fiance's generation. Um, I was born in ninety two. My fiance in ninety four. So we grew up in the nineties, um, especially with. It was mainly the kids' TV and growing up with, you know, all the TV episodes that came up that are now long gone, that nobody really knows about. Some of them are very obscure. And I just wanted to talk about some of them. And I also just wanted to latch on to the, the, the things that scared us or scared me um, when I was little and watching those sort of things. Really, I mean, this podcast is kind of turning into a horror oriented podcast i think that's what that's obviously where you find your feet though you, you start experimenting with episodes and you actually start, start thinking actually i'm talking more about this than i am this so at the moment i'm talking more about horror than i am talking about games um but that's how it goes but i mean we've got a hell of a thunderstorm on at the moment here uh it's absolutely pissing it down with rain outside there's thunder and lightning so what could be a more perfect setting than getting a good old nostalgia trip going to the 90s and a lot of my th friends are um are, are this age as well so i'm hoping some some of you will know what i'm talking about because there is some really really obscure shows in here no no necessarily are scary um there's just the odd one or two that i want to pick out um that had maybe scary episodes so let's let's get into it. Let's 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 see what I do. Have a list here. Um, it's not extensive, not in any order. There's just certain ones I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> um, and the first one, um, definitely not scary at all. But I I don't know if any of you guys remember a show called The Herbs. Now The Herbs is a really it's it's sort of in the same style as Bagpuss, um, Magic Roundabout. Um, it reminds me a lot of Postman Pat. <laughs> Um, but The Herbs was fantastic. It was just short mini series. I think it was Michael Gordon 
you'll create it. I do apologize if I'm getting that wrong. I'm sure, I'm sure the first the, the bloke's first name is Michael. I'm really poor of me not to research that. But hey, you know, if you want to research it, go research it. Well, I'm not I'm not your I'm I'm not your professor or anything, so do your own research. So yeah, basically. But yeah, the herbs and um, with parsley the line, I um I have really vivid memories of the show and I absolutely um I absolutely adored it and it wasn't uh, I think something came we were talking about I was, t I was I think I was taking the piss out of my fiance because she said something about the, about the magic roundabout and it's just the song of the magic roundabout really gets stuck in my head um, and I just thought about similar similar shows that I used to watch like that and the herbs really came into it um, a really fantastic little little bit of it's definitely a time capsule it's definitely a, 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 a product of its time. And certainly they don't make shows like that anymore. And it's very obscure. I don't see anybody talking about it. I'm actually going to go away after this and see if I can get them on you know, DVD. I very much doubt they'll be on... I mean, could you imagine um, the parts of the line in 4K? I mean, thank you very much. That's that's my childhood screen server right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, The Herbs is one of them. And that's where I, where I really first started. And then from that, I started thinking... I had to really think about this. I, I've... I have a pretty good memory when it comes to what I've seen and what I haven't seen, especially at a young age. And one that always I always got mixed up with. Now, most people my age, um, especially I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not being sexy or anything, but by I was very boys was to, it was tend, tend to be towards Thomas the Tank Engine. I don't know what the girls were watching. Um, I'm not going to say anything um, about what they might have been watching because you know. Everyone watches different things. Everyone likes different things. That's how it is. But I had a huge fascination, fascination with Thomas the Tank Engine, as as many of you know of you guys might have had as well. And then there was also a show that I thought was the same. I thought it was a, like a Thomas spin-off, but it wasn't. Now, if anybody, I mean, hit me up on Twitter. If anybody has seen a show called Tugs. I will give you a personal high five because Tugs was absolutely brilliant. So Tugs was all about well tugboats. It was in the docks. I think that, I think they were in Liverpool. I think it was the docks of Liverpool. I think it was based back. You know, this was like 20, 25 years ago. So you know, I believe it was based around that area. And they, again, like Thomas, the Thomas the Tank Engine, they had all all each took a different personalities. Um, there was some really questionable. <laughs> Ones where like the the, the cafe, the, the, sorry, the coffee bean um, ship was Mexican. I mean, you, you know, and the the, the 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 really stuck up tug was a British person. Uh, you know, you get the you get the sort of idea. This was the mid nineties. You know, where the stereotypes were still there for the for the, for everybody to see. Obviously, stereotypes nowadays have been broken down, and we've seen a lot more variety. But it was re definitely, a, once again, honestly, a product of their time. But Tugs was brilliant. Now, Tugs was is one of the first ones I want to actually touch on, where it actually... I didn't realise this until I, until I watched a few of them. And I actually watched... I'd, I had some, some of them on today. Well, I was um, I was, I was working on one of my projects. Um, and I completely forgot about it until this noise came on. Now, there's an episode of Tugs called Ghosts. Now... For me, Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas the Tank Engine had one particular episode that used to scare the shit out of me when I was little, and that was with the Chinese Dragon. 
Now, I don't know if you many of you remember that. I mean, I used to have all. I've, I think I've still. I think my mum's still got them. She's got an absolute massive box of all the metal diecast Thomas trains and all their all their carriages. And we had the dragon one, which was it was awesome. The fact that we have that is was awesome. But in the shirt, it was it was done as in this. It was done as a, if it was a if it was a monster going after the trains. And the the ghosts episode of Tugs really hits on. I think I don't know because they say things that young they imprint on you. You know that you get to start getting fascinated with things. And I think that's where my fascination with certain paranormal things come into it. Now, I'm going to leave my views, opinions, beliefs on a different podcast episode altogether regarding paranormal because I'm not one of these people that believe in aliens. I'm not one of, I don't actually believe in ghosts. I, I think it's a lot of rubbish, personally. I do have certain beliefs on them, but I'm sure we can discuss that in another video. But the ghosts episode, it was a certain... It, the, they made this wailing noise for the ghost tugs. I know, yeah, ghost tugs. Stay with me here. But they, they came across, and it wasn't until I heard that noise. And do you when you think, when you hear something, it's, it's the, it was the equivalent of hearing the PlayStation 1 boot-up screen. You know, that amazing noise that comes out behind it, and then you just get hit with that just an absolute pie in the face of nostalgia and it was exactly like that and I completely forgot about it I mean talk about a repressed memory because it must it, it genuinely scared the living daylights out of me when I was little I remember it when, when I saw it I remembered it so vividly and then the second I saw all the all the ships come out the fog I mean talk about taking a page out of John Carpenter's book for the fog that this was literally the fog with tugs it was nuts. And it was done really well, the fact that there were all these miniature models. And you can, I mean, nowadays you can you can blatantly tell, you know, that it's, it is it is just a couple of model boats and model ships in some fog with some, the lights are down. And, you know, it, it's, I mean, it very, shot very atmospheric, um, atmospherically. And it, it just, they pulled it off so well. They really did, and again, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again. It was, it, it, it's definitely one of the things I'm gonna show my kids because I, I'm an evil twat. I, I'm gonna scare the shit out of my kids. Um, when I'm little, I do apologise if you just heard my phone go off then. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I want to scare the kids as as much as they scare. It, it all scared me when I was little. Um, but yeah, tugs. So. Again, 13 episode run, I believe it was. Um, again, I don't think you can get them anywhere. Um, but they're all on YouTube. Um, and I, I think it's episode 11. 11 or 12. Maybe 13. It's one of the... It, it's a double-figured episode. And it's just called Ghosts. It's fantastic. Go watch it. Um, it's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're the two big ones I wanted to mention um, on here. So we've got Tugs and the Herbs. So again, <laughs> compare and contrast there. I mean, I could I, I could write a, a very fascinating dissertation um, if I wanted to. <laughs> God, can you imagine? Yeah, so yeah, this is why Paz of the Line is, you know, considered the god of light. And this is where I, the tugs are just the spawn of Satan, you know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah, that's there you go. There's a free dissertation for anybody who wants to write it. But anyway, um, so yeah, I've got the herbs, the tugs. I've touched on Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, there's, I mean, there's an episode of Postman, yeah, stay with me here, guys, but there is an episode of Postman Pat where I think the lights get cut out. I think the town suffers from a blackout and they're all 
all like huddled in the barn or something and then Pat's out, you know, dicking around in the countryside and it's just pitch black and it's just his van going around and for whatever reason that scared scared me when I was little. Um I don't know, I was very yeah, very easy to scare child, but aren't we all when we're little? Um But moving on to stuff that I mean I really shouldn't been watching when I was, let's say, when how old I think I was seven um, when I saw this, but Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. Now, if anybody saw that film when they were around my age, you you are you are. I'm sorry, but you are lying if that didn't scare you. It. I, I mean, by God, I think I lasted. I li I lasted until the second beheading. So when the guy, I think it's the Overwatch guy, when he when he runs out into the forest, and the horseman comes after him, and he. He lops his head off. Um, that's when I was done. I was like, no, 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 not doing it. And I had nightmares literally for years. I, I It genuinely frightened me. Um, I think that's where my... I, I, I think that's where my fear of decapitation and stuff like that comes into it. I don't like seeing that on film. It scares me. I just don't like the idea. Um, but... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it, that, that I think that's that's definitely where that stems from. So, Sleep Hollow, nineteen ninety nine. I think it came out in ninety nine. I'm sure it came out in ninety nine. Let's um, let's have a quick um, look just to make sure. Um, Sleep Hollow. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. It was a fifteen. So, duh. I mean, yeah. I know. I know. You can say oh, you shouldn't have been watching it when you were your age, but come on, stop being an absolute wet wipe. You know, we've all done it. We've all, when we were little, we were all, you know, you know, it's, it's nabbing the the VHS, you know, tapes. Yes, for anyone who's born in the past fifteen years, not with a VHS tape is go look it up. It's equivalent to a cassette tape. You know, just get over it. You know, but yeah, seeing Sleepy Hollow at that age is just terrifying. And now, other than Sleepy Hollow, which was just an out and out horror film. Um, it's actually a Hammer film. I could do an episode on that, actually. God, all of a sudden I'm getting all these all these ideas just talking to you guys. Um, recounting ch repressed childhood fears um, that, I'm, that I'm discussing with you. Um, but I think a very obvious one for a lot of people was the, um, the first Jurassic Park. Um, I mean, it still stands up today as one of the best uses of CGI. I mean... If you want to know how to do CGI properly and how to mould it with, you know, animatronics and, you know, actual, you know, live visual effects, go watch Jurassic Park. It still stands up the best part of 20 years later. I believe, um, I think Jurassic Park is 93. Um, Jurassic Park came out. Um that's the original, obviously. Of course, we're not talking about any of the um, any of the new ones, um, but yeah, the Jurassic Park. And the reason for that, um, there's two there's two shots in it that scared me. The first one is when basically you have the T Rex. It busts out its its paddock. You know, it's it roars and everything. It's still, I mean, that scene is still one of my favourite scenes to this day, but. It's when it puts its eye, you know, when um, Lex is um, has got has got the torch to the to the window, and then it comes down, and it you can actually see the eye move. And that's that was just. I think that's again. I've got a thing about eyes. Uh, I don't like like the grudge 
terrifies me. It's because of those white eyes, and it's the same again with the T Rex. And then the other one, I think it's I think these these guys scared everybody, but it was the Raptors. Um, and it was just the I remember. I st it's a really weird memory I still have. I remember being my my bed at one point was literally right in front of our door, my bedroom door. And I was at the front of the bed and I was staring at the... It was about 11 o'clock at night and I think I was just staring at the door. And I was actually shaking in fear because I thought a raptor was going to burst through and eat me. <laughs> so, yeah, um, do with that what you will. I'll think about what that, what you will. Um, a really random, random thought uh, there. But yeah, no, Jurassic Park, that's another one. Um, but from that, I think I got a bit of a... I grew up a little bit. I got, I mean, I, I mean, I, I was nicking the VHS films of you know Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth and you know all the ones I really, really, really shouldn't have been watching at that age. Um, and I, and I absolutely loved them. I, I mean, a really obvious one again was the It miniseries. So this was the Tim Curry one. Um. I like it. I, I think it's because I I grew up. But I remember we had we we had this very my, my my parents' first house was this old, really old house, um, and their kitchen was just creepy. I didn't I didn't like the um didn't like the kitchen at all, um, and they had the v, VHS of it, and it was just it was, it was just the front cover of it. Just because you've got on the front cover there's there's Tim Curry as Pennywise, I just it I couldn't deal with it. I mean that that face is terrifying, and I, I didn't even watch the film then. I couldn't, and it was wasn't until about ten years later I actually watched it for the first time. It still scared me. I mean, I've done, it doesn't scare me now. I've seen it God knows how many times now. I know it's three hours long, but I think I've, I think I've seen it like seven or eight times. Um, but from the clown there, the other one that bugged me was, I believe it's an episode. So in the UK we had Goosebumps. You were either Goosebumps, or I think it was called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Or, or Be Afraid... No, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I think it was called that. Was it Afraid of the Dark? I'm sure it was... Yeah, it must have been. I think it was Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And they were... They, again, there were both mini-stories. I think Don't Be Afraid of the Dark was about... They, they sat around a campfire and told stories to one another while Goosebumps... It was just a story... Well, that might have been the other way around. I can't, you know, it's... I mean, I've screens for a, for a long time, but... That was... There was another one, but there was an episode of Don't Be Afraid of the Dark where it was about... I think it was called The Crimson Laugh. And it was about... I think it was a... this. I think this little lad draws comics and he drew this this clown. And right at the end of it, I remember... I just remember the end of it. I don't remember much of the story. Just I remember the ending where he... he he comes out the comic, gets the kid and he traps him in the comic. And again, as a, you know, a seven or eight year old watching something like that was, it was man numbing. It really was. It was, it, it, it just, it, <laughs> I could have, I should have had therapy sessions watching shit like that when I was that age. I mean, there, I will say this. I don't like getting on my soapbox a bit too much on this, but they're, they're too soft with kids nowadays they really are there's so much there's so much padding for kids now and I, a lot of them don't don't get to experience fear until they're a lot older 
and I believe fear is one of the most important things about growing up. You learn to, because it's not about being scared or scaring them. It's about overcoming that and about how you overcome it, come it and, you know, being strong, being brave, being courageous, helping one another when someone's in danger or it's, it's, you could boil it down to having a school bully. You know, one of your friends is getting bullied and, you know, they're, they're afraid of him or her and you're the one to step in and go, it's nothing to be afraid of, stand up for yourself. Again, a great, <laughs> I think it's a great, um, great thing to, a great subject matter to discuss on a on a dissertation for your for your university project or any other episode. But they are very much padded these down. I really think I could benefit with um with <laughs> with a, a few more horror things. But I don't know because at the same time we didn't have YouTube back in our day, did we? God, I, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't really say it like that because I I used to hate it when people you when. I, you know, when I was young, and you go, oh, back, back, back in my day, we didn't have the, this, that, and they're like, oh, shut up, you know. But yeah, no, they didn't have YouTube and everything's everything is on tap um, for kids nowadays. If they want to, if they know how to, they can go onto a laptop, a tablet, even their phones, and they can they can watch they can watch the top ten goriest, uh, you know, get on a watch Mojo video and the top ten goriest kills of two thousand and three in film, you know. They can watch anything nowadays, and I think that's um, it's different when it's, I think fear is very different when you're searching for it than when you're not expecting it. I think they're two very different types of what you, what you're experiencing there because when you're when you're looking for something, you're expecting it. It's kind of like horror films. It's kind of like the best example is Paranormal Activity, and don't ask me how we've got from Tugs or Parsley the Lion to Paranormal Activity, but there you go. There's a great connection here. Um, paranormal activity when you first saw it it was like nothing you've ever seen before and it's scary it did scare you I mean, again it's one of those things that it, you watch you watch that on your own in a house by yourself you you're you're gonna shit yourself you <laughs> you really are but then one that one that when it comes to paranormal activity you know number five well you know paranormal activity six the ghost left the toilet seat up you know it's when we get to sequ- a lot of sequels you're expecting it and it's the same with you know when you when you're searching for something you're expecting to be scared and it's not the, it's just not the same, and that's why when little hidden gems of films come out when you you know you think oh yeah that'll be alright and then when it actually scares you you know I, I can't remember but I can't remember the last time I was scared recently at a film I think I think the closest one that's come to it recently is Hereditary, um I really wanted to go in depth with Hereditary in Midsummer that's two fantastic films by Ariata. Um, looking forward to his next one. Anything A twenty four does is actually it's it's fantastic. They've that that's the type of horror because it's not in your face. You have to work for it, and it's the same with your scares when you're little. You do have to work for your scares. You know you don't come in, and that's it. You don't. It's, it's the scares are always a surprise, and I think that's what we've lost. It's it's a loss of it's a loss of fear in children. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean. I can say to you guys, uh, Peppa Pig is fucking terrifying. I mean, I, I, not that I'm, I like putting stuff like this online, but I swear to God, my ex's dad looks a spit image of Peppa Pig's dad. I mean, an absolute spit image of him. It's, it's quite hilarious. Um, I used to tease him about it, but I, that's probably why. <laughs> that's probably why he didn't like me. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, people might find Pecker Pecker Pig, Pepper Pig, and um, terrifying nowadays. I mean, I, I do feel sorry for you if you do. It is, it is quite a terrifying show. You know, Pepper is just a an absolute 
psychopath along with there's a little one called George, is he? A little that little bastard, you know, dropping his lollipop and you know, crying for another one. Like, oh, I don't I drop kicked him out of that fucking hill, I swear to god. But anyway, anyway, enough I I have serious hatred for Peppa Pig. <laughs> um, it's just shit. Um makes good bacon though. Um but yeah, no, that's that's just a little touching touching point for um I just get to get the discussion going going really. What what scared you as a child? You know, you can hit me up on Twitter um and just let me know what what scared you and what what you found that you know what what are those repressed childhood fears you have? And I've I've touched on a few. Um oh man, a few of the obvious ones, but a few of really really of the obscure ones. But again, I'll give you I'll give anyone a personal high five um if they can if they know the know the um no, the uh, series called Tugs. I, mean, I don't know what channel it was on. We had it on on tape, so I didn't know what channel it was on because we had the collection and the VHS tape. My mum and dad probably still got it somewhere. I'll have to. That'll be a, a bit of nostalgia. I might have to keep and find that. Get a get a, a VCR recorder. But anyway, um, I rambled on long enough um, regarding this. But yeah, no, nice to be back. Um, nice to be back doing these. Um, I've got a few more ideas, um, and hopefully we'll keep the discussion rolling. And I think the next one I'll look at is um is some of the YouTube um videos that inspired me to do things like this. I, I have some big influences um from people who've done YouTube. Um I've tried YouTube myself and it's a harsh, harsh environment. Um you've really gotta be, you know, you've you've got to be persistent, you've got to be, you know, you, you gotta keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again. I just I'm I'm just I I I gave up, and that's because I just didn't have the time, and that's that's me being honest. You know, I just did not have the time to do the amount amount of videos I wanted to do. But there are people out there that that do find the time, and I've made a career. Of it. And I'm not going to be talking about the obvious ones. I don't want to. I'm sick of it. Oh yeah, PewDiePie was my favorite. This that and you have to, No, I don't want to hear it. I don't. I don't want to hear it. It's got no. I'm talking about the the ones that they might have a, a few hundred thousand subscribers, but they're still not as well known. Um, there's one actually, there's a, I think there's the guys called Games Vault and I saw an interview that they did with one of my favourite YouTubers and it was just a great little, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy Games Vault, I do apologise if it is, if it isn't Games Vault, I'm sure it's called Games Vault, um, I actually bounced across them, it was just such, such a great, great idea to get a, get an interview out of a YouTuber that doesn't, you don't seem to, you can't pin down. I mean, if you see the, the the interview, you'll know which which YouTuber I'm talking about. But I don't want to I don't want to give it away here because the guys called Games Vault or they they are called Games Vault. Go check them out. Um, I'm definitely going to be supporting them. Um, throughout, I actually they're actually I'm following them on Twitter, so I'll, I'll I'll retweet them on there. So no, yeah, go go and visit Games Vault. Um, just as a little snippet. Um, because that's that's what that's another idea I got got for doing one of my podcasts. But yeah, no, great. Thanks for thanks for um, joining in, guys, and I look forward to hearing what you say in the comments and everything. So take care. Bye.